You're listening to the Spartan Orientation Station on Impact 89FM, the podcast by students for students. Now, this week's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Spartan Orientation Station. My name is Joanna. I'm an international student from Mexico City. Hello, everyone. My name is Suryansh. I'm also an international student from India, and I'm pursuing computer science, and I'm a rising junior. So today we're going to be talking about international students and Office of International Students, or OISS, here on campus. One of the key roles of OISS is to help students come to Michigan State University and achieve great levels of academic success. So we proudly present Bryce Carlton, Assistant Director of Engagement from OISS, to talk us through the process and answer the major questions almost all students have. So welcome. Great, thank you. Um, Can you introduce yourself and describe what you do for OISS? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my name is Bryce Carlton. Uh, I am an assistant director in OISS. I oversee our engagement initiatives, which really focus on connecting and supporting international students and scholars um, at MSU. So um, things that that includes our um, international student orientation um, and other programming and events that we run um, on top of our advising, which we do in OISS. So we really focus on um, designing programs to meet international student needs um, and creating community. All right. Thank you so much for the introduction. And talking about OISS, um, I know that we have advising sessions with OISS and we like every student gets assigned an advisor. So can we talk more about OISS and what services it provides to international students and how are the students supposed to meet with the advisors and how can they approach them? Definitely. So uh, our main focus in OISS is immigration status and supporting our international students who are going through any concerns that relate to those far-reaching concerns that that status brings. And so we really focus on the student side with the F1 and J1 visas and the, the categories that come with those visas. So any question that relates to immigration status or um, you know situation that comes up that may impact immigration status or immigration immigration status may have an impact on it is something that we are really happy to get involved with. Um, we have a team of advisors who have uh, caseloads of students and will work with them really from the beginning after students are admitted all the way through their life cycle of a student at MSU uh, and even beyond graduation if students stay and, and want to get work authorization uh, in the U.S. That's our primary focus, but we also acknowledge that there are particular issues that international students face that um you know, maybe the university or the U.S. isn't well designed to support. So we really try to fill that gap. So, uh, you know, one of our teams uh, we call our iHealth team, which really focuses on supporting international students who have concerns and questions about U.S. healthcare. So whether that's, you know, using MSU student insurance or engaging in the healthcare system, it can be very unique in the country, you know, particularly the way our insurance billing works. And so we have a team that really focuses on understanding those systems and, and providing assistance when students need that care. Uh, in addition, we we also have a team, you know, that I'm leading that I mentioned earlier that that's focused on programming and engagement. And so, you know, focusing on uh, our communications and engaging with our students um, uh, on specific needs that are impacting international students, um, as well as, you know, different events and programs. We, we partner with different government offices and, and bring them to campus and things like that as we can after understanding you know what students need. The last kind of thing I'll mention is we also have uh, our advocacy and outreach team, which really su- focuses on supporting international students who are going through some form of crisis. So if that's academic crisis, financial crisis, you know, personal well-being, you know, we, we are dedicated to supporting students and finding ways to do that. And so 
um, you know, we have a, a wide range of ways to connect with us. Um, and, you know, you'll hear uh, as a new student from your international student advisor in OISS directly with ways of like, you know, the best way to contact us and, and how we advise. Uh, you know, we do a lot of things over Zoom and, you know, have that option for students so they don't have to come in physically to the office. MSU campus is big and, and our building is, it's nice that we're in the middle, but that means we're not close to many of the residence halls. And so um, being able to connect remotely, um, we, we use a, an online program called My OISS that kind of oversees all of our requests. So that's really the easiest way for students to be submitting information and needs to us that are specific immigration-based. Um, and during the summer, new international students will go through international student orientation, which will introduce them to kind of the way that OISS operates and, and ways to connect with us. Um, specifically when they have individual concerns. So I know I'm an international student, and we've talked a lot about international students, mm -hmm. but who are international students? It's a, it's a good question because I think it's really an individualized question and mm -hmm. how the U.S. government defines international students, how the university defines international students, um, and really how OISS defines international students may not line up with an individual picture of what being an international student is, right? So our key focus in our office is the F1 and J1 categories. Those are Im immigration uh, classifications from the government that are academic visas that students can use to enter the country and study. That does not mean that that's the only definition of international students. And there are certainly students uh, at MSU in other statuses um, and are coming from a, a variety of backgrounds that uh, make up the international student community. Um, so we have about 5,000 students on campus that identify as an international student in, in one form or the other. And we're looking at around 140 uh, countries of citizenship or countries of birth represented in that number. So now we're going to move a little bit to working. Mm -hmm. um, I'm lucky enough to be able to work as an international student because it helps me provide some help and support to my parents too. Yeah. Are there opportunities for international students to work on campus or off campus? Yeah, it's a, it's a big question. It's a good question. A lot of students have this question because it's very expensive to study. And so, um, you know, talking about work in a general sense is a little challenging because it's so based on individual status and situation. And so, uh, you know, from, from an easy answer, there are plenty of opportunities to work. Um, there are lots of jobs at MSU that international students qualify for um, and that I would say that those are not positions that say, you know, international students can't apply, right? Th these are positions that are open to all MSU students. And so if your status allows you to work and you, you have that benefit, absolutely, there are plenty of opportunities. And I would say off campus as well, there are lots of companies in the East Lansing area and in Michigan who want to hire international students to work for them. Again, it's based on status and are you eligible to seek those opportunities? But if you're able to do so, there are absolutely plenty of employers who are interested in hiring MSU students, who are interested in hiring international students that bring those unique experiences. Um, and I spend a significant amount of my time talking to students about how to get jobs and what to do with your status that allows you to work. So plenty of opportunities if that's something that fits your personal situation. Yeah, um, I was also fortunate enough to have a job right off in the first semester that I mm -hmm. came to MSU. But then I was just thinking about like some key um, like problems to look after when you're getting mm -hmm. your first job mm -hmm. as an international student because you may not have work experience before. Right. So what are some of the things that you can like do to make sure that you can stand out in this crowd where mm. because you come from another country and 
um, it might not be the same back home. So. Right. Yeah. So I think one of the things that I talk to students a lot about is when they're looking for those first jobs of like highlighting their personal background. Uh, it's very true. They might be coming from a different background from a lot of you know students who have been raised in the U.S. Um, or have a, a not so global focus. But that also brings a really unique skill set. And so being able to identify cross cultural skills um, and different things that you know show how impressive it is that you're studying here in the U.S. if it's not a, a country you identify as having spent a long time in or as a, a country that you're a citizen of. Um, I think you know one of the big factors is the government processes. There's a lot of steps to jump through. And you know the good news is that working for MSU is fairly easy. It's a pretty straightforward process. You know one thing that that kind of stands out is the Social Security Administration. Everyone has to have a Social Security number to work, and so everyone has to go through that step. If they don't have one of those numbers, OISS is a resource in that space. So we're happy to assist. We go through documents with students, make sure they're prepared and they have everything to make that as easy of a, of a process as possible. One of the really good things that MSU has is a strong uh, career service network. While that's not necessarily an office that's necessary to get a job on campus, um, you know, right when you're starting your program, they can talk through things like job interviews and resume building. And those are skills that you might not have coming in your first semester. And so um, it's a good resource you can turn to if you need to. They really focus on assisting with that. And there is specialty assistance with international students as well. So as an international student, I know having my community mm -hmm. and people to me is really important for me. Mm -hmm. um, I was really fortunate that during the time that I came, um, I was part of the international student orientation. Mm -hmm. And I also, after that, I had opportunity to work as a INSO leader. Mm. What are some student organizations that international students can be part of? Yeah, there are uh, tons of just plain student organizations, period. Let's just start there. There's so many opportunities to get involved in any way that you want. And it's almost like one of those situations where like, is there is there too many? Because there's just so many that it's hard to understand the opportunities you have. Um, and the great thing uh, that I hear from international students is that the internationally focused RSOs are really strong and they do a really good job of connecting with new students. And one of our focuses this year is making sure that all incoming new students know what those internationally focused student organizations are so they know what opportunities they are if that's something you want to pursue. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of cultural or identity based organizations, um, regional, um, you know, from a global perspective, organizations that, that I see students join. Um, one of our really strong organizations is the International Student Association, um, and they really focus on the international student identity as a whole, where are, there are some other organizations that are more, you know, focused on specific identities. And then there's also a really strong intersect between, you know, international and academics. So a lot of the colleges or specific programs offer opportunity for international students to have a specific voice in place within those academic environments as well. Yeah, I definitely agree with that because when I was coming as a freshman, um, there's an Indian organization that approached mm -hmm. me right away. I had no idea that that even is possible. Mm -hmm. So I believe that they work with OISS and then they talked to me and they were like, if you need any help moving in and everything, they were ready to help and they provided with some good resources. Mm -hmm. And then they also did a small dorm tour. So it was really amazing. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think that was a really good take. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. You know, now that you mentioned that, I think it's super important to keep in mind that MSU does a really good job supporting international students mm. and creating a really welcoming environment. 
okay, let's be honest. It's scary to come from another country, from another language to a place that you don't know um, mm. about. Um, talking more about international students, um, I know that last year there was a student who was talking about how he knew someone who lost his passport mm. and basically it was dealing with some immigration issue because of mm. that. So can mm. we talk more about how you can solve that problem and how Oasis can help you if you're facing something like that? Yeah, uh, it's, you know, always terrifying when you lose important documents yes. and, mm-hmm. um, you know, things like passports also come with heavy price tags. And so, uh, you know, there's a level of support that OSS can provide because oftentimes uh, students choose to bundle those documents and keep all of their, you know, important documents secure in one place. Well, if that's the thing that gets lost or stolen, then it's everything. And, mm-hmm. and there's so many repercussions that come with that. And so, you know, I'll say right off the start, I have worked with the MSU police office many times from a theft standpoint, you know, whether that's off campus or not even in the East Lansing area. Um Sometimes students don't realize it right away, but they think it's an issue of theft. The police are happy to support that as a case right away um, and and really, you know, step in if that's something where they can do investigation. Um, OISS gets involved when it's related to more of the immigration document piece. Um, So, you know, the majority of international students who are in F1 or J1 status will have uh, a a specific paper document called an I-20 or a DS-2019 Um, we're moving away from having those as physical paper documents, which makes this concern a little uh, less frightening because it's easy to replace when it's digitalized. Um, but that's something where we can engage and, and create documentation, new copies, because those are documents that oftentimes students will need to work with their home country's governments, right? So uh, OISS has no passport control authority. We can't issue a new passport, but we can advocate for you to to work with your government to get that process moving quickly. Uh, You know, the majority of countries um, outside the U.S. have some form of presence here in the country and will work with you to to get a new passport issued. And so we can help provide documentation so that they can expedite those processes. You can show there's a need um, and they can get that moving pretty quickly. All right. Yeah, that is really relieving to know because I consider myself as someone who loses stuff easily. But yeah, definitely take care of that. And like talking about documents, I know it was taxation season just now yes. it ended and it was a lot. Mm. So I know that international students, we have a lot of differences when it comes to like taxation right. and there are like different kind of forms that we need to fill. Yeah. And sometimes students can get confused so as to which uh, resource to use. Mm-hmm. Um, so can we talk more about what is the best way for international students to just go through the whole process and make it like easier for them? Yeah, absolutely. U.S. taxes are one of the worst things in this country. Let's be very honest here. It is a process. Uh, I file my own taxes and I feel like every year I I am just like risking the government's ire because I don't know what I'm doing. Right. So um, everyone who works in the U.S. is taxed. Um, Mm -hmm. What that taxation looks like is very uh, individualized. It's very, you know, related to immigration status because there are Uh, something called tax treaties where different governments have agreements with the U.S. that kind of note how much taxation their citizens are going to face while here. And and part of that's, you know, based on taxation in their home country at the same time. And, you know, the U.S. maintains a variety of these agreements with a variety of countries, which makes it difficult to parse out. Uh, The great news is we have a really good resource on campus uh, through the College of Law, uh, and they run a tax clinic. And that tax clinic is a great resource for students who are facing unique challenges and issues when it comes to taxes. 
Um, they assist OISS, and we kind of partner in the spring when it's tax season to uh, run some workshops and get some information out about filing. Um, and, and there are resources to help you prepare your documentation um, and get it submitted in a timely manner because there is a deadline that, that can be intimidating. And so between OISS and the College of Law Tax Clinic, we really focus on getting all the information that students need out every spring. Uh, the good news is that it's not something that happens continually throughout the year. Taxes you know, will be taken from your paychecks if you're working. But then in the spring, we're really focused on getting information out about what you need to do, what documents you need to file, and the deadlines and resources to make sure you're filing appropriately. Oh, and I, I have a question about that, actually. So yeah. a lot of my friends last year, we were really confused about this because a lot of us did not work, mm-hmm. but we were told that we still had to file taxes. So we were like not sure how that works. So can you talk more about people who did not work in the academic year, but they still had to do the taxes? Right. And that's a very scary thing to hear. Of like, I didn't work and have income. So how am I supposed to be paying on these taxes? And the good news is that that's not the expectation. Um, you do have to file something. So anyone who's physically present in the country essentially needs to let the government know, like I was here and then either declare if they had income and it needs to be taxed or if they did not have income. And so uh, a part of that communication we we send in the spring is, you know, if you had income during the previous year, this is what you need to do. If you did not have income, this is a completely different process that you'll follow, uh, which does feel like filing for taxes, but it's not the government's going to come back and say, well, now you owe us all this money. It's more of, of notifying them, I didn't actually work. Yeah, I think it's super important to know that as an international student, you actually have a whole group of people working mm-hmm. and trying to help you. Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes it's really easy to forget. Right. Uh, like I've been here for like five years and I know sometimes I'm like panicking about stuff and then I'm like, oh, wait, I have actually someone I can I reach out to. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just just an advice. Keep, always keep in mind, oh, I says, like if, some, if someone ever asked me like, what should I do? If they're international students, the first thing I say is just contact OISS. Yes. Like it's the it's so easy to just Yeah. And especially during tax season, be on the lookout for an email because there's a lot of information <laughs> from OISS mm-hmm. and there's a good, good presentation that they provide you that makes it super easy for you to do it. I just did it. It was a lot easier when I followed their advice than mm-hmm. last year when I had to look for all these forums and just talk to people and figure mm-hmm. out what to do. So yeah. <laughs> So now that we talk about hard, what are some like common challenges or issues you see in first year international students? Yeah. When I think about this, it's really, I like to remind myself that everyone who's a new student is a new student. And mm-hmm. there are a myriad of challenges that come with being a new student in university. And so, you know, there's going to be things like homesickness. There's going to be things like having a roommate. There's going to be things like dealing with the dining plan. Um, and going to classes and having your own schedule. And uh, I think that all of those challenges apply to all new students. And international students have an extra layer to all of that. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, in most cases, immigration status. And so all of those are are compounded by um, this constant awareness of I have specific expectations that I need to be meeting every day. And so when I talk to students about this question, it's, all of my decisions I have to make just like everyone else does, but I have to be thinking about it in the lens of my status. And so there are specific enrollment requirements. There are specific travel expectations. There are specific restrictions on employment. And so all those decisions you want to make as a new student are, are more challenging because of that. Um, I, you know, 
academic systems are different across the world. And so transitioning to the U.S. academic system can be challenging for some students. Um, and so that's a big transition, let alone cultural adjustment. Um, U.S. culture can be very different from the culture in students' home countries. And so, um, you know, earlier we mentioned, um, you know, like homesickness and finding identity and community. There are resources that are there, but it doesn't change the fact that you are experiencing that, experiencing that as an individual. Yes, like I totally relate with all these problems. I mean, especially like homesickness or mm -hmm. be the change in the academic system. And the thing that I realized was the best thing you can do is just reach out to people. Like yeah. people are here to help. This is your school. This is your new home, at least mm -hmm. for the next four years or so. Mm -hmm. So you should definitely reach out to people. Everybody's here to help you. And it yeah. just helped me a lot when I was willing to like voice my concerns. What's your favorite part of being a Spartan and working for MSU and with students? I think I have three things. Mm -hmm. First one, it's very easy. It's beautiful here. Mm -hmm. um, I went on like a nice walk during my lunch break today and it's just like it's such a nice campus. It's so big and sprawling and beautiful outside and like, yes, it can be very cold in Michigan in the winter, but like <laughs> there's also beauty in that. So I love being in East Lansing because it's such a nice campus to be at. Um, you know, one of the, I think the most impressive things about MSU and our students and, and our alumni is no matter where I go, I find MSU community. Mm -hmm. um, so it doesn't matter if I'm here in East Lansing. It doesn't matter if I'm traveling to New York. It doesn't matter if I'm abroad and I'm in Japan and I see people wearing the MSU Spartan logo. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's something I hear students talking about. It's what I hear staff and, and faculty talking about. Um, that no matter where they go, you're finding that MSU community. And I think that's really cool because there's a lot of students. Like, let's acknowledge it's a massive school, which produces a lot of people. But then everyone feels like that identity as being a Spartan. And so in many ways, it's also a really small community. Um, and then I think, you know, I work for MSU because I enjoy working with international students. And I find the contributions they bring to the institution to be incredibly important. And so um, being able to have conversations like this to meet new students, to assist them with their problems. That is, you know, the goal of OISS and that's my passion. And so, um, you know, just kind of ending with some of the points you guys are bringing up is like being willing to talk to people and ask yes. questions, not only of your peers and finding community, but also going to OISS, going to your, your instructors. Um, that's the way to be successful. And so it can be very overwhelming and very intimidating. It's a big system. Mm -hmm. Um, but individually, we're all here to support new students, and we want those questions and we want those problems to come to us uh, to help students overcome them. Yeah, and just remember, don't be afraid to ask for help. OSS is here to help you, and thank you, Bryce. It's, it was really nice to have you today. Yeah, thank you so much for coming here today and talking to us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Spartan Orientation Station on Impact 89FM. Let us know what you think by connecting with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at MSU underscore NSO. 